Hello and welcome to Case Reopened. I'm your host, Tyler Therese, and I am joined, as always, by the lovely Colleen. Hello. And this is a bit of a different episode. It's a bonus. And it's also because we're launching a Patreon. We'll be at patreon.com slash case reopened. So we would definitely appreciate if you're enjoying the podcast and you want more. It's all we're going to be doing podcasts at least twice a month bonus podcasts. If we get enough support, it will go weekly bonus podcasts each week. Bunch of different subjects. And one of them will be going over the dub of Detective yeah. Conan. We just couldn't get enough of the subbed Detective Conan, so now we're going to do it all over again with the dub. Yeah, and the dub's a different animal. Forget about Shinichi. <laughs> Welcome, Jimmy. Forget about Ron. Who's that? I only know Rachel Moore. So a whole different cast of characters. Agassa's become this German lunatic. There's a lot going on here. And we're also going to be covering Yaiba, which is the first manga series by Gosho Ayama. They did a 52-episode anime of that that we're going to be covering. We're going to do all kinds of fun bonus content there. So if you enjoy this show, check out the Patreon, see if uh, you're interested. And we're also doing this bonus episode here, so you get a taste of what you will get each week if you subscribe. So we are going to cover the first episode of Detective Conan. Well, no, sorry. This is case closed. This isn't even detective. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, total switching gear now. We have to change all our... This is going to be horrible because we're going to get so used to the English names for things. And then when we have to review, you know, regular Detective Conan, I'll be talking about like, oh, you know that thing that Richard did? And you'll be like, who's Richard? Well, I mean, you'll know, but... Let me tell you this. We are definitely not going to get confused with all that trash. <laughs> Let me guarantee you that. If you say so. There is no way. <laughs> <laughs> the very first English episode is called The Big Shrink. And that's not shrink like, you know, a doctor. No, he's going to literally become smaller in size. <laughs> I just realized that this is an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, it's a large shrink. He was big, now he's small. <laughs> Did you have any particular feelings about the t change in episode title because i didn't even i forgot that they changed them so drastically like i think a few of them are the same but like the original one was or the original the japanese english translation was the roller coaster murder case i believe yeah the japanese titles are very literal which is very helpful when it comes to oh what episode are we talking about oh it's the one with the roller coaster and it's yeah. right in the title while Funimation definitely is going in a more of a pun-filled way, and they're being a bit more creative with the titles, which isn't great for, like, remembering it off the top of your head. Like, we all know the Moonlight Sonata <laughs> case as that, and then when it comes to the English name, it is, oh, the Moonlight Sonata murder <laughs> case. Okay, well, that was a bad example there. <laughs> Maybe the dump isn't so bad after all. Okay, maybe they get it together here. I um, no, Anyhow. Like, that's a good point that you make, though, because we are covering the Funimation dub, because there has been a dub before that one, I believe, in Singapore. But this one doesn't exist. Just... It's, it, all traces of it have been eliminated from the internet. Yeah, sad. No, you can't get a hold that's of it. That's so sad. So, yeah. Although, uh, you know, friend of the podcast, Save Case Closed, they actually did an interview 
they had the original voice of Jimmy Kuta. Well, it wasn't even Jimmy Kuta. It was Shinichi. The English, oh, first okay. English voice of Shinichi. So they used their Japanese names. Yeah, I, I believe so. They wouldn't have come up with Jimmy Kuta. <laughs> what about like sean sean kudo but yeah they had the singapore voice actor on their podcast so you can learn a bit more about the dub there check out just google save case closed and you'll find his podcast which is pretty cool but before we we dive into this dub i want to get your relationship with the dub calling i think we both have a similar relationship here uh this is how i got into the show i never knew about detective conan prior to, you know, watching these commercials on Adult Swim. And they were like, high school detective Jimmy Kudo gets turned small. Was, were they like that rough, rough and tumble, like in in the alleyway kind of feel? Yeah, man. It was, it was like, man, he's like, he was looking cool. He's looking up skirts. And then they're like, Ron was being <laughs> a badass. And then they were like, grizzly murders. And I was like, okay. This like, it seemed like something that was down, like, I was into, but, like, the thing is, I was in high school at the time, or junior, well, no, I wasn't in high school, I was in middle school, and it was on so late. They really gave it the death block of Adult Swim. Like, Adult Swim, like, starts late enough, it's, like, 9, 10 p.m., but it was on at, like, the new episodes would premiere at, like, 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m., something like that, so I would have my VCR on, and I would tape the entire night's whole broadcast for Adult Swim. And so then in the mornings before school, I would get my VCR remote out. I'd scroll, you know, fast forward to where Conan was. I, you'd have to use the lesser quality for the recording because it was so long. <laughs> so I had to use like EP instead of SP or whatever, whatever the term was. I forget. It's been so long since I've used a VCR. But I'd watch Conan each morning and instead of staying up that super late on a school night. So that, like that came, became because it was on each night. Like, there would be an episode Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That That's how I got into Conan. I fell in love with it. Um, and then, you know, I got into the manga, which also uses these names for the, the early parts. Right, because Viz Media puts it out, right? Yeah. And I, I'm curious if they still use those names. I, I guess they have. I guess they're, like, forced into it now because it's like, you can't just change the person's name, like, 50 volumes in, can you? <laughs> So it seems like something they're kind of stuck with. Maybe. Maybe if the fan base didn't mind it. Like, I don't know if there's anybody out there who doesn't know that Jimmy Kudo is not Jimmy Kudo. Yeah, it's 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 an odd situation for sure. It's kind of odd that they did. It was a different era, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything was getting Americanized in the localizations. Like, if you look at the first Phoenix Wright video game when that came out on DS... It's, like, very Japanese-centric. They're going to ramen shops and stuff. And for some reason, they're just like, oh, yeah, this takes place in Los Angeles. <laughs> and it made zero sense with the game. But, like, that's just yeah. something companies did because they were like, well, they, Americans won't appreciate it if it takes place in Japan. That's too crazy. We gotta yeah. we gotta change everybody's name and everything. Well, Phoenix Wright is an interesting example because his name is, does he have an actual, like, a Japanese-style name or is it? Is he actually Phoenix Wright? <laughs> like that's one thing that that's always puzzled me about that particular, um, whether it's game series or right now anime. Oh yeah, it's a uh, Naruhudo Yuchi. So okay, all right. He does have a Japanese name. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm totally know where you're coming from. Like this goes back to even like 
what Yu-Gi-Oh did and um, what uh, Pokemon did with their, instead of rice balls, they eat donuts and things like that. So as a kid, I, it didn't bother me because I didn't even know that it was happening. But now watching back, it's just such a funny thing. Yeah, for sure. And it was this goofy thing, but, you know, eventually the show stopped. We got some movies that took place later. And that's when, you know, I had to go on to the dirty pirate version where fans had to go if they wanted to keep up with the story. And still, there is such a large swath of, like, Conan that hasn't been officially translated. And it hasn't been officially released in America. And, you know, you were kind of stuck in this weird thing, like, you enjoyed the dub, but now the dub's not happening, so you have to get, you have to learn all these new Japanese names, and that's confusing, and, <laughs> you know, you're finding all these weird sites, to, you know, you're like, oh, well, I hope I'm downloading an episode and not a virus, and, you know, it was yeah. such a crazy, you know, fun time of discovery and exploration of, you know, just anime for me at that time, because... I had never been, like, super deep in the anime. Like, Conan, like, I guess Adult Swim in general, like, that was my introduction to anime, and I got more into it from there. But, you know, that, that's how I was introduced to the dub. What about you, Colin? Yeah, so I had a similar, I guess, beginning as you in that, you know, the dub was my introduction to the Conan universe. So in Canada, where was it aired? Uh, what, like, station was it? So I believe it was aired on YTV. YTV is like this uh, channel for, I actually don't even know if it's on anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, it's like uh, made for kind of like preteens, teenagers, and they would uh, show anime on there. So uh, that's where I watched, you know, Pokemon, Card Captors, not Card Captor Sakura, but Card Captors. Uh, they put Dragon Ball Z up there. Uh, I think maybe Yu-Gi-Oh for a time was their Digimon. So that's where I got all my anime from. But I never watched Case Closed. Good news. YTV is still up. You awesome. tune in if you're, if you're a Bell Satellite subscriber. <laughs> Channel 551. You can check out the East feed. There you go. So Tyler knows more about Canadian TV channels than <laughs> I do. <laughs> so yeah, YTV played um, Case Closed. But I believe they only had like 22 episodes of it before they oh, took wow. it down. So I guess it didn't do well at all. Um, I feel like I was particularly responsible for that because I never watched it on YTV. I never watched Conan or, sorry, Case Closed. That's going to take me a while. Case Closed on, uh, like, as a televised thing. Like, I watched it online, strictly online. And um, for the longest time, I I knew about the show. Uh, because I liked mystery stories to begin with, like I'm um, Sherlock Holmes buff and Agatha Christie and all that, but I never wanted to watch it because I thought it was strictly, because uh, they used like the the promo material that they used was always like the detective boys and Conan, like in those uh, Sherlock Holmes outfits. And I was like, okay, this is just another like show about like this prodigy you know, elementary school student who thinks he's all that and he solves cases and whatnot. So, um, I mean, my suspicions weren't wrong. That's partly what the show's about. But once I actually gave it a chance and realized, oh, it's actually about a high school kid that gets turned into a little boy, it suddenly became a lot more intriguing to me because it just flipped the, uh, I guess, the 
the trope that I thought it was playing at, it just flipped it on its head. So, um, and I you had a love it. interest suddenly. You were like, oh, suddenly, suddenly, Jimmy I was like, I, I, that's what I'm here for. Um, but no, I'm, I'm kidding. So, I, uh, I got into the series a little bit later than most people. Like, I didn't actually, um, watch it while it was televised or anything like that um and obviously as you mentioned tyler it gets a little difficult to watch online so i ended up buying all of the um official home releases that funimation put out uh, all the seasons and the movies so i had them there and for the longest time that's how i watched case close like just the dub i loved it i would you know rewatch cases because that's all that was available to me and it was like 123 episodes that they ended up dubbing, right? So that's when I stopped. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? Uh, not all of those aired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Adult Swim dropped it like uh, earlier than that. So when I bought the DVDs, it was like, oh my god, there's so much Conan. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, like that they dubbed, and it was so much fun going through, you know, each DVD. There's like so much exciting stuff to go through. Uh, because Adult Swim only aired the first 50 episodes. Okay, so a little more than YTV. Yeah, but still, they wound up dubbing like one, I don't know exactly, but it's like 106, 112. Uh, depending on which ordering, it's 106 for Japanese, but they'd split all the one-hour specials into like two episodes and such. Yeah. So the numbering breaks off a bit. It was very interesting to me just, uh, you know, getting to explore all that and then Funimation decided not to continue uh, dubbing the series, which, you know, it is a very difficult sell. And I understand, especially when you're asking people to commit to something that has 900 plus episodes total. You know what I mean? It has no end. Mm-hmm. Hey, but One Piece seems to be doing okay. Yeah, but that's a lot easier sell than like, yeah. hey, parents, get your kids into the show that's about grisly murders. You know, it's kind—it's of, almost too kiddy for somebody to be like, "Oh, I, I enjoy Sherlock on the BBC." <laughs> so, like, even like the the highbrow mystery fans, they can be dismissive of, of it just because of it's an anime, and you know, it kind of it does have like kiddy elements to it. But I also think that adds a lot of much needed levity to it, and I, you know, I think the series really has a great thing going for it. But, you know, I get why it's hard to air, and especially when you're airing it at, like, 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m. or whatever, like Adult Swim. You can't put this on, like, after school. This is not, like, a 4 p.m. cartoon, like a Dragon Ball or something. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Like, from the start, it was apparent that marketability was the problem with this series, because, like, we've talked about it before. Is this a show for kids? Is this a show for adults? But, like half of the cast or like quarter of the cast are children and the main character is a child but he's actually so it's very hard to kind of put it in a specific maybe not genre but like an um a like adult watch category or not adult sorry audience watch category um so i can appreciate how companies here just don't really know who to sell it to and in japan i don't know if those um categories are a little bit more fluid for some reason i have this um i have this impression and i could be totally wrong that case closed is sort of like any every not case closed see i'm doing it again detective conan is like that show that you know almost anybody watches it doesn't really matter um if you're into a particular kind of anime or even in, into a particular kind of series, 
like Detective Conan seems to be popular enough that a wide variety of people in Japan watch it. Um, here, it's almost like you have to uh, fit into a specific category and that category is you can you either love anime or can at least tolerate watching an animated series you like some aspect of like mystery or thriller and then you like the comedy of it so it's not like you're gonna get all the people who like the you know shonen stuff like all the action-packed stuff because C conan's action is very kind of police and gunshot driven and it's not necessarily like you know martial arts yeah, although we have characters in the show that do um practice martial arts so it has so much in it and it's such a great series i think it's like a real treasure but it's i feel underappreciated at least here in north america yeah i i definitely agree so let's hop into the first english dub to air in north america case closed Originally aired May 24th, 2004. And we get the opening song here. And they have the original opening. But Funimation have redubbed the song. <laughs> we get an American version. Yeah, so you you had mentioned before, like, uh, how they were, they were in a specific trend. And I just wanted to, like, mention how... And I can't think of another example. But I feel like there was a time when studios were doing this. They were... Um, re-recording it was the same song but they put english lyrics to it and yeah they do this for one piece singers. as well yeah yeah exactly so i don't think they do it that much anymore i think like there's progressively been a shift to more just keeping things intact to the original japanese uh, version like whether it's keeping character names uh, in japanese and keeping opening it openings and endings in Japanese. So this is something that's, I think, very kind of particular for this time. I straight up thought I was, like, on the wrong file. I thought I landed <laughs> on, like, a fan dub that, like, was fake. It's really bad, the English version. Like, the singing's not good. Like, it just seems like a YouTube cover. Because, like, people do that on YouTube. They're like, oh, yeah. we have an English version of this anime song. And it sounded like that. I was not a fan. Did you, did this bother you? Maybe I'm just so used to the Japanese version of the song, but this just felt wrong on so many levels. To me. <laughs> it didn't bother me maybe as much as it bothered you, it, it would seem. Um, the opening song, I don't recall. Uh, okay, so when I eventually um, watched Conan again, because like I said, I was just watching the dub for the longest time and I stopped watching it I, I never watched the the subbed i never ended up watching the the episodes that have uh doki doki as the opening song so i don't even know what it sounds like in japanese so this is almost like the only version of this song that i know so uh it it was just like there so um yeah i, I don't really have anything to compare it to at the moment i'd have to go yeah that's crazy yeah so here's the lyrics for the english version of it. It was the first new century in 100 years when I felt like I should cry. I laughed away my tears. The end of a millennium. We waited a long, long time to see the brave new world in the mountains we would climb. The things I tried to comprehend as a child remain a mystery. There's nothing I need to defend me. There's nothing great about me. Uh, is this just like my Tinder profile or is, is what is going on here? <laughs> so what? So is that why you hated it? Maybe. 
All I will ever believe is the pounding of my heart. No, it doesn't answer questions. That's just the way it goes. All I will ever have faith in is the beating in my chest. I won't predict tomorrow or give me eternal rest. So I think lyrically, um, it's pretty close to the Japanese original. It's just something about the singer, man. I was not... I thought the ending song was a little bit better, although some of the dumb lyrics made me really laugh that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just seemed off. So it opens up with the really iconic, like, there's that murder in a mansion, the guy's in the wheelchair, and everything just seemed off to me when I first saw this. <laughs> I, I'm just so used to the Japanese voices at this point, to where, I, like I said, I booted up, like, five different versions of the dub, and everything was the fun. I went and searched out like clips of like the dub just on Funimation's official channel just to make sure I was on the official dub because <laughs> I didn't I, that much yeah I didn't bother to f- track down my DVDs that I have but I like I was just like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> so I searched it I found the same exact scene it was where they're in line for the roller coaster and he's doing his old homes bit and I was playing one, I'd play the official thing that match up perfectly to the thing, but I still, like, just to be sure, I played it, like, 20 times. And then I finally had to accept this is the dub. <laughs> I don't know, just something's felt so off about so much of it. And I was, and, like, I've watched all this, I've seen the entire dub, and then I'm just, it just felt so off for some reason. And I think it's just because, you know, I'm so used to, I've watched hundreds of episodes now of the Japanese voices, and there was something about the mixing that kind of seemed off to where, like, the background elements seemed a little lower. Like, it sounded like something I would mix because I'm not an audio pro. It's just everything seemed off. And I feel like I feel like voice acting in anime have come, like, a decent amount of ways since 2004. I've been watching Attack on Titan, and the, the English performances are much better there than, like, what we were getting from these characters. Like, this mm-hmm. didn't seem like Funimation's A-Team <laughs> uh, with some of these characters man like yeah well i mean the guy in the wheelchair like he's you know at one point he's screaming out his lines but the voice actor just delivers them so flat he's just like what my friend didn't do this or whatever the line is but uh, i can see where you're coming from like the acting is not of the same caliber i don't think no offense oh and some of these accents i was (laughs) not ready for so, Inspector McGuire's there. So, it's not Megary, it's McGuire. And he's talking, like, he has this thick, like, Brooklyn accent. He's like, hey, Jimmy, <laughs> I'm a New York cop. Look at this, we got a criminal here. Like, I was like, what is going on here? Like, I did not remember McGuire um, talking. Oh, it's so hard not saying the Japanese names. Yeah. I, didn't, like, I did not remember McGuire talking and sounding like this. And, like, the whole scene, and, like, when I hear Jimmy Kudo come in, he starts talking down the, uh, criminal, the, you know, the, the mansion guy. He did not sound like a high schooler. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know what he actually sounds like. He, nobody talks like Jimmy Kudo does in this. Like, in real life, I've never met somebody that remotely talks like Jimmy Kudo does. It sounds like a very put-on false delivery. Like, and I'm... I hate to be mean or anything, but it just does not seem like a realistic voice. Do you, would you agree with me on that? Or? <laughs> okay, so uh, let me address two of the things that you mentioned. So for McGuire, um, I think in terms of his name, because it's Josu Megure, I think Joseph McGuire is a pretty decent, you know, translation, if you want yeah. to call it that. Sure. Great name. 
Shinichi Kudo to Jimmy Kudo, I have a harder time accepting. I don't know if they chose it because of the endings, like Shinichi, Jimmy, maybe. But um, from Maguire, I had the same exact reaction. I was like, oh, he's like part of the NYPD or something. Like, and I, for uh, like, uh, to help me really differentiate between the Japanese and the English, I actually put on the subtitles. So I was watching them on my DVDs and uh, you have the option of having the English track, but with uh, the subtitles that you would have seen if you were watching the Japanese track. So I could tell exactly you know, how the translation differed. So it'd be hilarious when Megary's talking or Maguire's talking and, you know, he'd say things like, you know, I hear you pops or the bank president's <laughs> gone cold fish or something like that. Or my favorite was something like um, in the sub, it said in the sub, uh, it said uh, your physician revealed everything. So it was very like prim and proper total megre. But then in the dub, he's saying like your doc told us everything. Like So it's like they've almost like diminished his poise a little bit from, you know, inspector megre to whatever, inspector Maguire. Um, so, yeah, I had... It was a little jarring, kind of getting back into the rhythm of Maguire's accent, uh, which is kind of uncalled for, because like like all these people have different accents too. Like you mentioned, Agasa has a German accent randomly. So there's Maguire. Um, for Jimmy Kudo, I'm totally with you. Like I've never uh, really accepted <laughs> Jerry Jewell as Jimmy Kudo, and there's nothing against the voice actor. Like. He's always sound too mature to be a 17-year-old. I do like Jerry Jewell. It, it sounds like the Wonder Years voiceover. Like, when he's <laughs> reminiscing about stuff. It, it's just, whenever he speaks, it, do, it never sounds like a 17-year-old's voice. Yeah, so, like, he's already an adult looking back on his life. Yeah, like, like it's like a, a 38-year-old man, like, reminiscing about his childhood, and you feel some of the youthfulness from it. But at no point are you like, well, that's him talking back then. Yeah. Like, it just does not fit perfectly. No. So I'm definitely with you there. And it's it's so, um, like, I don't understand why I don't like it as much. Because Jerry Jewell plays Kyo in Fruits Basket. Kyo is a high school student. He's also voiced uh, Akito from... Wow, so he's the English voice Yeah, actor. for both yeah, series. I, I like his performance there. I think he's great. Yeah. Exactly. And he actually sounds, I think he sounds like a high schooler. He's also played an elementary school uh, kid in Kodocha. So he has played younger um, characters. For whatever reason, uh, Jimmy just doesn't sound like a younger character. Like Jerry Jewell is just doing his own voice. So after, you know, we get the whole murder scene uh, where Jimmy goes over that he was faking having a broken leg. And before he kicks the globe at him, he says... One truth prevails, so we get the we get the catchphrase <laughs> just a few yeah. minutes into the anime, and now we get introduced to Agasa here. <laughs> he is piloting a rocket pack for the everyday citizen. He believes it's going to just completely revolutionize travel, and uh, he crashes it at like six a.m. in the morning. He wakes Jimmy up, and he's like, "Ah, oh, this is better than your alarm clock." Haha. <laughs> well, no, he he actually talks like. This is better than your alarm clock, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, it's the most, like, stereotypical bad German accent. And, like, when has he ever been German? 
They didn't even, like, change his last name. He's no. still Gasa, which is not a German-sounding name. No, not at all. They they managed to change his first name, but, um, like, Herschel. So instead of uh, Hiroshi Agasa, it's, we're now <laughs> presented with Herschel Agasa, but still not German. Why did they make him German? This seems like such an unnecessary thing to <laughs> add in. The only thing I can think of is that they were going for maybe, like, the Einstein kind of thing. So they're like, let's make Agasa, you know, this German scientist, like, profess. well... I don't know. It's probably not like mad scientist, and like he's just kind of like kooky, this kooky kind of scientist guy that lives next door. And let's make him German because that'll be funny. It's so odd. Like the voice actor, the director, like the voice, the VO director here. I feel like just really dropped the ball in so <laughs> so many ways. It just seems like they weren't a fan of what they were adapting, and they just made so many strange decisions. Like it's rough for me. It really is. Like. <laughs> You had a rough time getting through this. To this German accent. And I was like, what is going on here? But yeah, we, we get to see a Gasa. And it didn't remind me that we don't really see that many like out there uh, invention. Like, it seems like he's not as... I mean, I guess he's busy making stuff for Jimmy now. But we don't really see him trying to reinvent the wheel like he is here making a jetpack and stuff. We don't see that super often. Yeah. I mean, is that what... It was supposed to evoke, like, are we supposed to understand that Agasa is kind of like this washed up scientist and now he's making these like random inventions that nobody's going to want to buy? And like, it's only once Jimmy turns into Conan that, oh, now Agasa kind of has like a purpose again. Well, I mean, I don't think he's washed up. I mean, he's trying to make a jetpack. Everybody would buy a jetpack. Maybe if it worked. Yeah, he just he just has a few kinks to work out. <laughs> he always has a few kinks to work out. So we get to meet Koguro's English counterpart. Uh, he's Richard Moore. And this was one of the vo voice actors that I had no issue with. I think Richard Moore sounds great. And he's complaining about uh, Jimmy Kudo. And he's lost all his work due to a cocky kid with a lucky streak. He's talking to Rachel. Mm -hmm. Ron has become Rachel. What'd you think about Kogre? What'd you think about <laughs> Richard Moore's introduction here? Um, so first of all, we see him for literally like thirty seconds, so we don't get a real flavor for all that is Richard Moore. Um, he's definitely one of my more favorite character dubs, I suppose, but it's just in a different way because Kogro is just brilliant, right? He has that raspy voice, and it's like it's just like so entertaining to watch Kogro or listen to Kogro. Richard has that same likability in that he's very funny and uh, goofy and kind of you don't take him too seriously, although he was kind of having a horrible day in this scene that he was in. But um, it's not in the same way. Like, his voice... And you don't get that laugh, that... No, unfortunately not. And that's, like, such a classic Kogoro. Like, that's signature Kogoro right there. Yeah, so Richard, it, you know, I, like, thinking back... Sorry to interrupt, but, like, thinking back to when I transitioned from the dub to the... listening to the Japanese, uh, it was such a weird transition. I think Richard was the one that, like, messed with me the most, just <laughs> getting used to all of Kogoro's quirks in the Japanese version. That aren't really present here, like that big laugh and stuff. I was like, what? 
this is so weird. Why is he acting like? And now I love it, you know. No, well, I to I totally agree with you. Like same thing because I was you know used to Richard. When I moved over to the sub, Kogro was so like boisterous to me. I was just like, this guy's gonna get on my nerves, but he didn't. Luckily, like within you know the first I don't know ten minutes, I was like, okay, I love. I love this character, but uh, I find it's a lot easier going from sub to dub with Kogoro than the other way around. Like it's more of an adjustment going from Richard to Kogoro, because Kogoro going to Richard is just like a subdued version of Kogoro. Like he still has um, everything that Kogoro is, but it's not like the voice just makes it a little bit more calmer, if that makes any sense. But in yeah, this yeah. scene, um, although. Like they changed a lot of the the dialogue that was actually said, right? Because he's like going on about how he's frustrated that Jimmy Kudos, you know, this up and coming high school detective, and in the sub he was more concerned about you know how he's gonna pay his bills and things like that. So uh, when Rachel's talking to him, like the sub says something like, you know, I need to pay my do- bills and then Rachel wants to leave. So he's like, oh, sure, go wherever you want. But in the dub, they change it to something like, um, I guess the line that Rachel says was something like, you know, he's like Jimmy Kudo's just, you know, good at what he does or something. And <laughs> Richard's response is something like, you used to say that about me. And then once she wants to leave, he's like, sure, abandon me. So it's just like totally, it doesn't change the plot in any way. It's just an unnecessary kind of dramatic thing for Richard to say because it's not even what he said in the Japanese. Yeah, there's a couple small changes. I forgot to touch on this. There's also a small change when Agasa is showing off his jetpack. He crashes at first. And then Shinichi's kind of taking care of him in his library. And it accidentally turns on in the Japanese version, but in the English dub, he uh, turns it on on purpose, like, to give it another test run. Okay. So there, there are some small, slight, like, changes between. But I I think for the most part, uh, you know, this is a pretty, you know, besides the litany of unnecessary name changes and accents and stuff, <laughs> the story stays the same for the most part here. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about Richard. What did you think of Rachel? I think she's great. I feel like she's one character that's super consistent between both. She's still like the girl next door that's tough, but very charming and likable. Like I I like Rachel a whole lot. Mm -hmm. What about you? So for me, Rachel is a, like similar to Jimmy. I find the way that, um, so it's Colleen Clickenbeard. Like those are the only two voice actors. Oh, I wait, wait, wait. What's her voice actor? Colleen Clickenbeard. Or Clinkenbeard. Do you have something against the other Colleen's? There can only be one. <laughs> there can only be one. Uh, no, not at all. I, I I like her. I like her work. Like I, I don't know if I can name what what who else she's played recently, but um, like the way that she plays Rachel, though, I find is again mature. So the same way as how Jimmy's played, but it's not as jarring for Rachel because that's kind of the character that she's supposed to be she's a little bit more on the mature side she's got that kind of like motherly vibe instinct taking care of people kind of thing and she's kind of a badass with her karate uh so uh, no complaints about rachel and so uh rachel is headed to school she runs into jimmy and i thought this was interesting uh she's talking about how her father's out of work 
Jimmy says that her dad hasn't solved a case since VHS was cool. And she has a very <laughs> distinct change in like timeline. Because when this originally aired in Japan, it was 1996. And now we're moved up to 2004. So obviously like VHS was hip and happening in 1996. And now it's very different in 2004 because DVD's out. So like they, they progressed the show. They very much moved it up. Yeah. Just with this one line of dialogue. Yeah, and that's probably just a testament to how, I guess, timeless uh, Case Closed is for at least a little while until you've got the introduction of specific technology. And here I'm talking about cell phones. Um, so they could probably get away with you know, something like this uh, because you don't really know when Conan is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rachel explains that she won the All-City Karate Tournament. Jimmy previously said that he'd take her on a date to Tropical Land, so he has to do that now. And we get a little scene. We we see, like, the Junior Detective boys. Like, no, what are they? The Junior Detective League. Yeah. The kids. They have a new name here. Yeah, they, Although, they had to, uh, you know, make it gender neutral. I'm not sure we got, like, uh, any of the introduction to the kids, but they did get new names that we'll cover in a bit. So we see them, like, just in the background of one scene, and then we see them at the tropical land. And they're out of money, so <laughs> not Ayumi, but Amy Yeager suggests that they sneak in. It just seemed very uncharacteristic of old Ayumi, you know? Yeah, Ayumi came across, and again, I'd have to maybe, you know, rewatch it subbed like for me this wasn't just watching the dub it was really a refresher of the first episode because i haven't seen this episode in years so i completely forgot certain elements of it like i didn't remember that jimmy only played soccer because he wanted to you know stay fit for all his detective work like i thought he actually genuinely liked soccer well i think he does i feel like as much as he would say that i wonder if in the japanese version he's that strict and, like, that might have been just something, like, I feel like he was trying to impress Ron as well. Because he obviously genuinely loves soccer. Because we see him at soccer games, like, fully cheering on, like, uh, you know, he gets into the World Cup and stuff. Yeah, so, um, so, for Amy, at least, she came across as a little bit more, um, confident, maybe, outgoing. Like, she was kind of the leader. Like, she was, like, dragging the boys around to all these places and she's like don't worry we can do this and blah 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 so i don't know if that was how ayumi was what she was doing originally or i, I can't see how the dub could have changed her that much because you know the anim like the illustration still the same it still has you know ayumi at the at the front of the pack kind of leading them so i don't know amy just came across a little bit more of the leader in this one for whatever reason yeah, and you know, this is before they meet Conan and all, and they kind of had to retrofit some characters into the first episode, just as like a little tease and such, and that's why the detective boys are shoehorned in. And they kind of do that a lot in the early in the first season, so as you see, you'll you'll get to see the detective boys in all these episodes and stories that they weren't really involved in, so that'll be something fun to point out as we go through. There's a funny scene where Jimmy spots them sneaking onto the mystery coast, and he's like, ah, children. I'm glad I'm past that phase. <laughs> so I don't know if I actually wrote that one down. The he does say uh, it's a little bit different in the um, like the subtitles. So uh, I think it was something like um, 
anyways, there was a, a difference in the translation. One of them was more like what you said, and then the other one was just like, oh, kids nowadays or something like that. So I felt like, and I can't remember which one was which, but I felt like one of them was giving us a little bit more foreshadowing than the other. Well, online, Jimmy geeks out about homes and he exposes the gymnast. That's where he looks up her, her skirt blow up. And my God. So she has the ex-boyfriend here. And, you know, he's like making out with his, his girlfriend. And he gets mad at Jimmy talking to her. And this is what he says. He says, why don't you stop pestering my friend, bucko? <laughs> <laughs> he seems like the biggest loser. And the fact that somebody would like be so disturbed by losing this guy to commit murder and so heartbroken. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Raise your standards, girl. Raise your standards. Like, nobody that says bucko should be getting, like, having multiple girlfriends. I I guess I think I have to agree with you, yeah. It's just so bad. Buck Buckaroo, on, on the other hand, is acceptable. <laughs> Yeah, and so while they're waiting in line, uh, Jimmy sees the bucko guy and his current girlfriend <laughs> making out, and he starts thinking about getting married. He has a daydream of getting married with, with uh, Rachel, and I, I think they're very cute together, um, especially in the dub. I think they, even though I'm not like big on Jimmy's character, I, I, I think the chemistry's still there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so there's an earlier scene when they're still in the schoolyard and Rachel's talking about, you know, him promising to take her on this date and he like flaunts all of his fan mail and he's just like and I can't remember which one of the versions, but one of them was more about like uh choosing his favorite fangirl or whatever, and then the other one I think it's in the dub that Rachel asks, well, that, that's nice, Jimmy, but wouldn't you just want, like, one real girlfriend? And he's just like, huh, one real girlfriend. And he, like, starts thinking about her and blushing and kind of looking at her. So it was really cute because I had totally forgotten that um, Jimmy slash Shinichi was already at that point of having a crush on Ron or Rachel. And, like, he even wanted to confess in this episode. He's like, there was that one point at on the roller coaster he's like oh i have something to tell you so um definitely the chemistry's still there and i had totally forgotten that he actually had those feelings for rachel already um i guess it's just so foreshadowed by all the other you know stuff that happens in detective conan that i thought that it was more like you know she was his childhood friend and then he develops the feelings over the course of the series but he actually wanted to confess in episode one yeah yeah there's always been a lot of sexual tension in the detective con or, sorry case closed <laughs> we see the men in black for the first time they get on the roller coaster like you said there's that little scene where rachel is acting hurt by him talking about sherlock so much and she's like why, why can't we talk about me and that's when he's like well you see um Maybe we could, um... And that's when she's like, I'm just joking, you goof. Get on the roller coaster. They come back with one less head. Boyfriend died. The beam of light. It's real funny. And this wasn't even, like, a censor censoring thing here in America. Like, that's just how it was done. Jimmy does some investigating afterwards, and he catches the kids, the junior detective league, in the back, and he's like, what are you guys doing here? Sneaking in, and Mitsuhiko, who is now Mitch, he says, Now, we live here. We're cave people. <laughs> and Genta slash George just bops him on the head for it. 
which I thought was really, I thought that was a really good line. I also have to say, the kids sound nothing like kids. Amy, George, and Mitch here, they do not sound like first graders at all. No, but I actually don't mind their voice actors. Like, I think of the three, George is my favorite, because he kind of still evokes that same Genta feel. Mitch just sounds like he has a perpetual you know stuffed nose like i don't know what's going on it's like the person just has a a cold the entire time that they <laughs> recorded mitch but uh that cave people line like i had a good chuckle at that because of course with the subs you could see what he actually said which is more like no we didn't sneak in which is you know just a normal response that anyone would have yeah i, I feel like that's a fun localization though i think that was a fun change and one thing I find interesting, just since I don't buy them as kids, I wonder if Japanese people have these issues with, like, the current voice actors, and maybe I just ignore it just because it's a different language. You know what I mean? Maybe it just sounds more kiddy to me because I don't really understand what they're saying. Yeah. But I feel like it's more convincing in the Japanese that they actually sound like children. Then again, Genta is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I mean, like when I'm thinking about it, like, but I don't know, like, I was so disturbed seeing the live-action voice actors for Conan, and seeing, like, in that little NBA we covered, mm -hmm. like, doing the, the kids' voices coming out of Ginta's voice actor. So, I mean, I don't know. I just buy them as kids a lot more than, than uh, the English VO here. Yeah. Well, it is a little, like, okay, so granted, this was first dubbed in, whatever, the early 2000s, but those same voice actors are probably now in their 40s, 50s, 60s, so in the same respect... You know, thinking of the Japanese, like if they kept the same voice actors for the kids, you know, if they started their doing those kids, you know, when they were 20 or 30 now, like they're, you know, much older. So it's almost like, OK, is there a shift in can you actually like detect the tonal change in that person's voice? And then you're also thinking similarly to you like, oh, this person sounds way too old to be this character. So Jimmy solves the roller coaster murder case by saying that the murderer is the gymnast, who used to be a Tommy, she's now a Haley. We have a whole bunch of names here, and she tried to frame Ashley by putting a knife in her handbag. Man, McGuire is like the biggest goofball here. He's he mentions this and he goes, But Jimmy, she was sitting in front of the car. How's she gonna reach? She got a ten foot sword? <laughs> That was a pretty good one. A good accent. They make they make him like he doesn't seem smart at all in this stuff. And maybe they do a better job in the future, but like he just seems like the shittiest detective and the police just seem so inept. Yeah. It is it's it's a shame for Maguire just because Megray does have a bit like he's respected at least I find by the like his subordinates. So yeah, to have him be a little bit, you know, less, I, I don't even know how to call it. It's not like he's less professional about it. He's just like, just a different type of cop. It's just, yeah, he's a cop. It's like, Megare is the inspector and Maguire's like a, your typical, your cop kind of. Yeah, like when he's going to bring up like donuts and coffee, you know? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's proof is that Haley is missing her necklace. And that she used the piano wire as a noose and attached it to a grappling hook. The whole murder goes down, and Rachel's really shaken up by the murder. She's crying. 
And Jimmy says he sees it all the time and that it's best to forget. And there's kind of like a emotional scene here where Rachel's like, oh, maybe it should be impacting you. I just wanted, since you haven't watched this in so long, what do you think of that character moment? Uh, yeah, it didn't. It did hit me, um, particularly because it. And we've talked about this on the show before, like how the characters just seem used to seeing all these dead bodies, these murders, and all this stuff happening that it doesn't phase them anymore but to have it sort of in the opening episode saying look this is not normal and rachel's reacting to it in that this specific way it kind of does create a baseline saying like okay these characters um are starting out here and they're gonna go in because the series does go into a lot more of this stuff like it's never gonna be okay but we're not gonna be able to give you this reaction every single episode like ron can't cry for every person that dies because it's just it would just happen too much so to have sort of jimmy be like okay well but i'm just used to it um it not it, it to for me that's what um it was setting that kind of it was just setting the stage for that but also it kind of showed how jimmy was uh I don't know. It was like this weird mixture of concern and aloofness almost like he didn't really care about Rachel. He's just like, you know, water off a duck's back, Rachel, just forget about it. But also he's like, oh, you know, stop crying. And so it's just an example of, you know, how poorly Jimmy kind of consoles people, I guess. So he then spots one of the men in black, which is Vodka running off and he decides to follow him. So he's like, see you, Rachel. I'll see you never. Aww. He then watches as a blackmail goes down for a million dollars. And then uh, Jen walks up oh my. Uh, f- from behind. And I gotta say, Jen's voice is awful. Okay. He, so- he sounds almost <laughs> bored. He doesn't seem threatening at all. He's just like, that's enough, Eve. Strapping kid. Yeah. And all of Jen's dialogue, the, li- the lines he actually said, were completely different. And... Like, when Jimmy's still doing his, um, like, deduction and whatnot, and Jin's kind of, like, staring at him in the background, like, that whole, those, like, inner dialogue monologue things were totally different. And you're just, like, why? Why bother changing it? You don't even have to match the mouth flaps in that instance. But, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Jin's voice is totally wrong. It's not threatening at all. Like, I cannot imagine, like, so many iconic scenes in the manga and stuff with that voice me neither i'm almost like kind of glad the dub didn't reach red versus black stuff like it's just like that voice does not fit the character in the slightest no in the japanese jin's voice is like pretty sexy actually but oh okay that's not where i thought it was going (laughs) no i i I really like jin's voice like he's my favorite black i did too but i wasn't getting horny (laughs) but in this one um, it's like you said, I'm just glad that he only shows up maybe like three times in the dubbed episodes because I don't think I'd want to, you know, keep watching Jin. Um, it's pretty bad when vodka is the more threatening of the two of them. Yeah, like that's, that's not their roles, you know? <laughs> no. And like Jim even like mentioned, he's like, oh, this guy's definitely killed before. And then he has this voice and you're like, really? <laughs> Jimmy Kudo gets drugged. He says, my skin is on fire. Bones feel like they're melting. Oh, gosh. 
I think I'm gonna die. <laughs> and I actually like that dub change. Um, in the sub, he says something like, I can't hold on. So, okay, but I'm gonna die. I actually liked a little better. We get the ending song, which has also been resung in English. The lyrics are, it's just my imagination, a sort of empty concentration. While I fiddle with my fingers and take a sip of lukewarm tea. I don't, I forget what it was exactly, but I did not hear lukewarm tea at all. <laughs> it was like, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? I was so confused. Let me see if I can play it real quick. Yeah, because there's something I kept hearing where I was like, they are not saying that. Oh, so I thought it said Ovaltine. <laughs> I thought they said, and take a sip of my Ovaltine. <laughs> and I was like, this just, this just become a Christmas story. I was like, why is he talking about Ovaltine here? And then I looked up the lyrics and it said lukewarm tea. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, it's interesting that that's the line that tripped you because the next line is the one I'm like, what are they saying? I think I gave up after that. I think <laughs> I think after I was like, I'm not going to make No, for me it was like the cool bo- bossa nova. I was like, what? Here we go. Let's walk lightly to the infectious rhythm of the cool bossa nova in myriad puzzle pieces are here for me. That's right. I was in the same place just last week, and I ought to know the only things changed are my clothes. <laughs> step by step, you're in control. Don't be uptight. Case by case, go ahead and laugh. Everything's all right. Beyond the countless days and endless nights, I know she patiently waits just for me, but I gotta go my own way. That's like horrible. A, a sympathizer there. <laughs> I mean, sorry, not the synthesizer. That was good. It was just the lyrics. He's yeah. just like, I know you're waiting for me, baby, but I gotta go do my own thing. Well, that's what I tell the ladies all the time. So, sorry, I gotta <laughs> host the Detective Conan podcast. You just got a 4.9 rating on Apple Podcast. Well, it does. <laughs> I looked that up the other day and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, what about that song, Colleen? I, th- I thought it was really funny and I- it didn't bother me as much as the opening, though. No, so I thought it was better than the opening. Um, I got a big, like, this was very nostalgic for me because, uh, like, I actually enjoyed the song. There's a part, uh, I guess you could call it the bridge. It's, like, at the very end, though, like, the Beyond the Countless Days and Endless Nights part. Um, there's a bridge, and I don't know, I just, it just gets me every time. I really like that part of the song. The lyrics are um, interesting, and... Although I'm pretty sure like they're trying to be a very close translation to the Japanese. It just doesn't work in the same way in English, I don't think. But uh, What, you don't like Conan sipping on his lukewarm tea and or Ovaltine? I mean, sure. It's just, it's not really... When I think of, you know, top class lyrics, those are not them. Um, But th- all that to say... Did you I, know that Ovaltine provides a good source of 12 vitamins and minerals? in every serving well look at that then he should be drinking that and not just lukewarm. that'd be good for a kid too you know like he's growing bones yeah the bones that just melted uh, so speaking of those bones uh the cops arrive they discover his body but it's a little kid rather than a teenager and that's when we get a preview for episode two the kidnapped debutante and we get to hear conan's voice for the first time and I thought he sounds much more like a kid than the rest of the junior detective league. Yeah. Yeah, Conan's voice, I mean, I'm not going to 
make this my blanket statement, but I think uh, it's probably one of the better, uh, one of the better voices. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I feel like they nailed it there, and I actually don't have issues with Jimmy's voice as like the voiceover in his head. Mm-hmm. I feel it, like, but it's just more when he's physically there. I'm like, you don't sound right. <laughs> But, like, when it's, like, he's talking, he's, like, Conan's inner mindset, I can buy it there, because I'm just getting, like, the Wonder Years, like, narrator voice. But, like, when it's, like, he's physically there, I'm just, like, this sounds off. I can't wait to hear your reaction to Kaido Kid, then, because in tradition... (laughs) I'm so excited to hear Harley Hartwell's voice, because I do not remember what accent they gave him, it must be real stupid. I don't know if they give him, like, a really pronounced accent, but isn't Harley They have Canadian? to do something. Anyways, we'll get to that. Is he? Oh, that would be something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think Kazuha is, at least. I'm not sure about Harley, but, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's recap real quick the English names we all met today. Uh, obviously, Shinichi Kudo is Jimmy Kudo. Ran Mori is Rachel Moore. Kogoro Mori. Richard Moore. Juzo Meguri is Inspector Joseph McGuire. Professor Hiroshi Agasa is Dr. Herschel Agasa, and he became German. <laughs> Ayumi Yoshida is Amy Yeager. Mitsuhiko Subraya is Mitch Tennyson. Ginta Kojima is George Kaminsky. Gin and vodka kept their names. Well, they don't get a name. They weren't even Oh, that's true. Here. They were just yeah. mysterious men in black. Hitomi became Haley for the case-specific characters. Aiko was Ashley, Kashida, Kenneth, and Reiko was Ricky. Yeah, so just a a couple of, I guess, dub-to-sub changes that I jotted down. And like I said, like I don't think they changed the plot too, too much. Uh, Well, actually, not at all. Um, But (laughs) it just kind of struck me as, like, why bother doing that? So when um, the kids first all meet Jimmy in the cave or the roller coaster ride or wherever they are, Amy recognizes him from TV, and in the sub, uh, he tells them his name. So, I don't know, I felt like that was a good introduction for them. But in the dub, he says something like, because she says, I think she says, oh, you're the high school detective from TV or whatnot. And in the dub, he says, at your service, kid, which is fine. It's just, like, he doesn't introduce himself. And maybe it's not important down the line for them to know his name, but, you know, they do call him shinichi nichan so i don't know if they're ever gonna you know call him you know jimmy <laughs> in the future but that's one thing that popped out and then more probably the bigger one for me was um the exchange the guy with the the briefcase full of money talking to vodka uh so the dub had the guy trying to get film of his company smuggling naughty things whereas in the sub it's weapons what yeah yeah what did you think that what did you think the naughty thing like, were? I th- I Why was, would a criminal be so non-specific? I know. Like, oh, naughty Unfortunately, things. I was going down sort of... Like, what? Was it, like, child pornography? Like, what's so bad that you won't mention it? Yeah, like, why specifically the word naughty? Like, because naughty kind of has the connotation of, like, exactly, pornography or human trafficking, like, sex kind of stuff. Whereas... I feel like if they just said, you know, weapons or us smuggling the goods or things like that, like something that kind of made it sound like it's a little bit more um, of the weapon variety or maybe the drug variety, but this is like naughty. So I 
kind of mind went into the gutter. So we get the next Conan's hint, which is Skyscraper. Keep that in mind for next time yeah. we go on the dub. I do want to also mention for any of you guys that own the DVDs, um, this is something I just noticed today. So it goes to show you how often I actually read what's written on here. But so this is the, I don't know if it's in all, all, in all the versions that Funimation put out, but this is the one that's in like the single DVD case, but has like four discs inside. And it says, um, like it's got whatever case closed when truth prevails at the top. And then it says Detective Conan versus the Black Organization in season one. And I just thought that was so odd because sure, it's detect sure, he goes up against the the black organization, but that's literally maybe like, I don't know, three or four episodes of this entire series that was dubbed. Honestly, like they ch- make so many changes to the black organization early on and they take them out of episodes, weirdly enough. Yeah. I don't even know if he does. Like, <laughs> if that's actually a true statement. That's false advertising. Yeah. So overall, revisiting the dub for this first episode, uh, how'd you like it? Uh, overall, I had a great time watching it. Like I said, there were a lot of aspects of the early on story, like the introduction to the characters that I had forgotten. So it was nice to get that refresher. Um, it's It was kind of... Uh, it was an interesting experience for me now going from sub to dub, whereas, you know, before I, I found it odd going into the sub, I was like, I don't know, I'm not familiar with any of these character voices. Now I had the opposite effect where I was kind of like, okay, I have to get used to the dub voices again. So it, it, it started coming back to me, but I definitely, um, felt the same way that you did that it, there was something off about it. There was like, sort of like a less, like the, the caliber of, or the quality of their, the, the sound and the voice was just a little lower than the Japanese. And even the acting is a little bit flatter for some characters. Some were fine, but, um, yeah, it's just something I'm going to have to get used to again. Um, I do, like, this wasn't the best example of it, but uh, I do appreciate the dub changes most of the time. Maguire, maybe not as much, but I, I think he, I, he'll he probably grow on me. But uh, yeah, it was just good seeing it again, um, uh, reliving why I was so excited to get into Detective Conan. And uh, I also didn't remember that... Uh, like that it ended so abruptly i thought that at least he met rachel in this one but i guess that's episode two yep so we'll see that next time and uh, i i enjoyed this is very strange nostalgic thing where like it's but it still felt like odd like going back to it like i said i was so certain i was watching the wrong thing for a while <laughs> but nope that was it and like there's so much stuff i forgot about like the accents and stuff uh, it's really cool to look at and i'm excited to keep looking at the dub um, but like I said, the dub episodes, this one is going out to everybody as a free preview, but they will be Patreon exclusive going forward. So if you want to hear more about the dub, uh, make sure you subscribe. We also have the Yaiba stuff and we'll be doing a lot of other stuff open to, you know, fan suggestions, what kind of content you want to see. Let us know what you think, what you thought about the, the format here, you know, uh, rather than going over the entire thing, you know, detail by detail like the regular episodes 
This is more of a companion piece. We did go very long today. Yeah, I did not expect this to go long. Yeah, I think it was more just because it was the first time yeah. we had a lot of character changes to discuss. Um, these will probably be sh a bit shorter than the regular ones, just because we aren't going detail by detail. But there is a lot of interesting stuff to talk about the dubs and our thoughts. And you get Colleen's thoughts on these episodes where she wasn't on the initial podcast. So there's a lot of fun conversations to be had here. So uh, make sure you subscribe. And we really appreciate all of our listeners. And we thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, amazing that you guys keep on listening and keep on supporting. And we just thank you for that. Yep, so uh, we'll be back next time. Bye. Bye. And remember, one truth always prevails.